Welcome to the Business with Bordeaux podcast, where we're bringing basic business tips to entrepreneurs and the future leaders of tomorrow. Let's get down to business. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Business with Bordeaux podcast. And I thank you so much for joining me here on the show. And, uh, and for all of you who are tuning back in, thank you so much. If this is your first time listening, I welcome you to the podcast for the very first time. And, uh, and hopefully you like what you hear. But just to let you know, this show is basically uh, it's a show about small business owners who are Christian, and it covers different types of businesses. Uh, a lot of what we do is music, just because of the track stars background that I have. But yeah, we're getting into other types of business. But this week, we are talking to an individual who is in the music industry, and he is in the transition of being a full-time artist. And um, reason why I wanted to get this gentleman on the show is because he's fresh into the transition stage. And so where a lot of people I've talked to, they are kind of been full-time for a little while now. Uh, Mr. Rob Harden, aka Rare of Breed, is deep in the middle of it. So great story. Uh, I really love where he's at right now, what he's doing with his music ministry and the business that he has attached to it. So anyway, before we get into that, though, I do want to shout out to uh, to our folks on Patreon, Mr. Aaron Simpkins over at TrueStrengthApparel.com. Make sure you go check out his line of clothing. He's got some athletic gear coming up, which is really, really great for the summer, but he's also got some tank tops, t-shirts, all sorts of stuff over there. So make sure you check him out truestrengthapparel.com. And I also want to thank WordPress Stan over at wpstan.com. I had him on the show. He talked about WordPress and uh, and kind of what you could do with it. He talks about what he does in uh, with his WordPress business. And so any kind of questions you may have, if you need help setting up a WordPress website, hit him up at wpstan.com. And yeah, so now we are going to go ahead and jump into the interview with Mr. Rob Harden, also known as Rare of Breed. Alrighty, welcome back to another episode of the Business with Bordeaux podcast. This week we have an interview from a, from a, a friend of mine who I met not so long ago. If you've listened to the Solomon's Porch podcast, he was a guest on that show. Uh, he shared a story up there. And so uh, I wanted to get him on to, to this show because since then, Rob has actually gone into, or, or Rob Harden, <laughs> uh, aka Rare Braid, he has went into doing music full time. And so a lot of artists that I've talked to, uh, they have already been doing it full time. So I wanted to get uh, Rob's transition, uh, a, a fresh transition, and kind of that freshness of going full time while he's still in it. But uh, but yeah, man, how's everything going for you, Rob? Yo, Jason, what's up, bro? Everything's everything is is good, man. Um, you know, there's a season for everything, but right now I'm in a good place. You know what I'm saying? So everything's good. That's awesome, man. That's great, especially being that you're getting started, because, uh, you know, sometimes the the beginning stages are, are the the roughest. Yeah. But, um, yeah. You know, but we'll get into that. But uh, but yeah, man. Before we uh, you know, jump into all of that freshness of this. For those who don't know you, uh, who aren't familiar with uh, rare, rare of breed, you have mm-hmm. to emphasize the of there. Of, got to put it. <laughs> rare of breed. Yeah, just yeah. share a little bit about yourself and how you get into music and, you know, what kind of led you up to wanting to do this full time. Okay. Uh, like I said, my name is Rob Harden, a.k.a. Rare of Breed and R-O-B acronym, Rare of Breed. I feel like I tell some people, even my friends that now, and they're like, oh, like they finally get it, you know, but uh, Dude, I, ju- I just I got, got that. Oh, snap. Here we go. I got uh, no, I got sa- I got saved when I was 21 and I made a transition from secular music to Christian music, you know, probably like a, a lot of different artists. Um, but as my faith grew, um, honestly, I didn't even think about music when I got saved. But about six months later, somebody told me, hey, man, I, I heard you were a rapper. Um, and I was like, yeah. And he's like, you can do this in the church. And I'm like, no. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, you can. And so I started to pray. I started to ask the Lord. I said, you know, if if this is something you want me to do, then help me write these lyrics because I'm not used to doing it your way. And so 21 got saved. Six months later, transitioned into uh, Christian music. And um, yeah, I mean, I'd say for, you know, I've been doing it for the past five or six years. And 
and just 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 following the Lord, like a bigger part of my life is just learning to uh, is this Christian life, you know, is just uh, learning to walk with the Lord daily. Uh, that's that's way bigger for me. But music has always been a love for me. Um, I've I've been writing music and, and, and poetry and, and lyrics ever since I was probably 10 years old. When I, I got out of foster care, I went to my grandparents. They raised me and uh, they used to try to take me to a therapist and I never liked to talk to a therapist. So I was able to write, though. And, and they said, well, if he can write, then let him write. So I was always had notebooks on notebooks, just writing about my life and kind of kind of where I was at. And that kind of led up into music. You know, I was listening to Tupac. I was listening to Ludacris, Buster Rhymes, like when I was in my adolescent years. And then I started rapping. Um, in high school. And then, um, I went to jail at 18. I, I got lost, just kind of got, got caught up in the life. And, uh, when I got out, uh, I really started taking it seriously. I started getting in the studio, started making music. I wasn't saved. Um, yeah, I'd only been to church a few times growing up. So church really wasn't in my background, you know? And, uh, so it was all new to me, but I saw the dark side of the music industry. I saw kind of how it goes on the other side. And I think that pushed me towards, um, listening to the Lord a little, you know, a little more, you know, I, I got to see what the world, you know, was like in that sense. And, um, but anyway, I got, like I said, I, I came to the Lord at 21 with my wife. Uh, she wasn't saved either. She, well, she, she had grew up in church, but she walked away from the Lord and she knew she needed to go back to church. So we both went together, um, got saved and baptized and, uh, yeah. Yeah, the transformation was made together, and and that always that's always something that holds our like our relationship. You know, it, it's just amazing that we both went together. We both were transformed. I mean, completely. You know, one eighty. As I got saved, I, I got into music and started making music, man. And yeah, so I'm still doing it and still pushing forward, and uh, a little bit further than I was five years ago. So <laughs> it's good. Awesome, man. Awesome. So yeah. when you started off. Uh, you were already working a regular job, right? Yeah, when I started, yeah, I was, uh, man, I obviously I had, I had already had a daughter when I was 19. So I was like, I had a wake up call. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't young anymore. I had I had to get a, I got a job. I was working third shift every night, you know, about 5 p.m. to 5 a.m. I was working 12 hour shifts. And and then um, I finally I was praying about an eight to five and I got an eight to five job in the pest control industry. So I was killing bugs, you know, but it got me out of the third shift work and I was working at eight to five every day. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. I know yeah. what you mean, man. Yeah. I currently still work third shift. Oh so, yeah. Oh, it's really tough. Like on your, you know, just having a family and then on your sleeping habits and just, it's just such a tough transition. Yeah. I had to get out of it. So, but anyway, I got an eight to five and yeah, I worked straight every day. Um, you know, as hard as I could, went 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 after it until February of this year. <laughs> you know, um, so for the past, I would say, um, seven years. You know, just straight. Right. Yeah. So you were using your income from your your other jobs to fund your music, right? Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of artists out there know that. You know, know that uh, that grind. Uh, but yeah, everything that I was. You know, obviously it was coming out of my pocket. You know, you pay the bills, you pay the rent if there's anything left over. Even if you're, you know, you're stretching it, you know, anything left over, go in the studio, make some records. Um, so, yeah, man. Yeah. So did you see music? Like, how did you see financial, uh, the, the financial up in music? I mean, obviously music usually starts off as, as ministry minded. Right, and right. So everything, you know, you want to give it all away. Yeah. And so was there a period of time when you were thinking, okay, in some way, shape or form, income has to come in from the music? Yeah, uh, it wasn't until more recently, you know, when I um, especially when I got saved and I started doing Christian music, the, the last thing on my mind was money. I, I didn't want to do it. Um, you know, I, I really there was such there's that thin line, you know, where if you cross over, it's like, man, are you doing it for the money? Are you doing it for the Lord? You know, but I, I learned um, that if I always put him first um, and I, I look at it as a ministry, the business will always come. But if you look at it as a business, I don't know about if the ministry will always come. So mm. I always stay ministry minded. And I've been able to have some business, you know, within the pest control industry, even seems so uh simple you know i did a lot of sales and i did a lot of uh 
inspections and, and, and a lot of certifications. So I had a lot of, I met with a lot of customers. So I had a lot of business customer service type oriented stuff. So that helped me in the ministry, meeting with pastors, um, meeting with um, just different individuals that could help me along. And eventually, I mean, the first three years, man, I did everything free. You know, I, every show, I didn't care where I traveled. Like, I mean, I was totally, you know, going, a hole was in my pocket. You know, I mean, I was just, I was going wherever I could to just, to just rap, minister and stuff. And then over that time, I just, I was able to build relationships and I was able to get this consistency going where every year the same people would call back and you knew you would have those things booked. Um, but I think it's a respect thing too. This is an issue because what I've seen is, uh, and don't get me wrong, I love the church, you know, and I, pastors are just amazing. But you know, I think some look at rappers a lot less than they look at, you know, like a teacher or a pastor or something. They're going to pay a pastor who comes and speaks and uh, shares the word, but they're thinking as a, a rapper or a musician is something way less when, when in fact, we're coming and bringing the word in such a different form um, that's going to reach the youth. So, um, I think, you know, I think a lot of um, pastors and stuff come to realize that is um, that we need to be, you know, that that, that should be a part of a, it's our life, man. You know, it, right. we should be compensated for it. So but like I said, I kind of it was more recently where I learned, look, I got to. Uh, and that's a tough conversation to have with pastors like, you know, OK, <laughs> yeah, how much, uh, you know, how much would you like? And you're like, I, I guarantee you, every artist has had that awkward moment where you're like, oh, like how much, you know, this is ministry, but, um, you know, how much, what, how are you going to cover your, your travel? How are you going to cover your bills? How are you going to, you know, look at it that way? Luckily I've always ministry first. It's always been ministry first, but every, everything this year has been just, just great. You know, everything's been provided for. I haven't had to go after it. And I think it was because the leap of faith that I took from my job to the ministry, you know, full time. So I don't know if I answered the question. I maybe kind of went around it a little bit, but it, it, it's been a process. It's a real process. Right, you know, right. Learn, the learning curve, man. You can't just, you know, I think a lot of artists kind of jump in and it, it just, it's just time, you know, it just takes time. That's a, an experience. So a question I have for you, going back to the, the being awkward about asking for money or talking about money in the ministry <laughs> work, there was a conversation that I was having with the gentleman on Facebook and it was kind of in another feed. And he was talking about receiving money for ministry work or whatever. And I was discussing with him. I was saying, I was like, Christian artists don't receive money for the gospel that they're sharing, but for the way that they share it. Yeah. And so essentially you're, you're, you're paid as an, you're paid for the entertaining aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's interesting when you're talking about like, pastors or churches don't have a problem giving other speakers money for talking and sharing the gospel when an artist does a lot more than just speak the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good point, you know, and I don't want to, I mean, by any means, you know, pastors are very, I mean, man, I, it's tough preaching. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it is, it is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think there should be, you know, I think there should be like a universal, you know, just kind of thing where, you know, you need to recognize the gifts and the talents that everybody's using within the church to build up. A lot of pastors, um, I know can't reach the young folks like that and they know it, you know, they know it, they know right. that a lot of young people aren't going to sit there and listen to it. So, um, it just, yeah, it just depends. But, um, and I think it has a lot to do, you know, even with the artist, you know, um, as the artist grows and learns and, and has experience, it's a lot easier to talk about, you know, money and things like that. And it's not awkward. So, right. Yeah. So but when did you know you needed a transition from doing it, um, yeah. kind of part time on the side to doing it full time? Because I think this is the most stressful part for most artists mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is that leap. And, you know, it's something that, something that Dave Ramsey says is something that I've kind of listened to in the past where it's, it's about that gap jumping from land to the boat. Yeah. And a lot of times people jump too early and they start yep. drowning. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yep. How did you know that you wouldn't drown? Yep. Sure. Yeah. Last year I, uh, 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, a, a long time in my career, like for at least the last few years, I was I was really discontent. I was like, you know, man, I want to do this full time. Uh, you know, I'm not happy at my job. I'm very discontent and stuff like that. But, you know, the preparation process, you can't ever speed through that with the Lord. You know, he's going to have to prepare you at some point. Last year, I looked at um, I actually went to my boss's office and I just had this 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 feeling, man. I, I guess the Lord was speaking to me and said, you know, and I went to him, I said, look, next year, I don't think I'm going to be here. I don't know where I'm going to be, but it's not going to be here. And uh, that was last year in 2016. Um, one night, two, it was a Tuesday. I'm telling you, it was Tuesday in in uh, in January. Um, I, I specifically felt like the Lord told me, man, like you need it's time. Like you need to walk into the office, tell your boss that you're you're leaving. He needs to get somebody in here to train him and take your position. And uh, it's time. And I, it was, it was so, it, it wasn't like audible, but it was like that still small, like it was so strong, like you can't shake it. You know right. what I'm saying? And I told my wife and she was like, did you hear him right? You know, <laughs> are you sure that's what he said? You know, like, kind of like, I'm like, I'm serious. Like, I know it sounds crazy. And, um, but I'm serious. That's what I, that's what I heard. And she's like, Ugh. so anyway, I go in the next day. And I sit down, I go in, I sit down at my desk and my plan is to go talk to my boss and say, hey, man, this is it. And um, I was doing everything I could to kind of get out of it. Like his truck wasn't there. So I was like, oh, I'm not supposed to talk to him. You know, like that was <laughs> I was tripping last night, man. And, uh, you know, and then he finally shows up and he calls another worker back. And I'm like, all right, well, I got to leave. And so I kept trying to get my way out of it on my way out. He goes over the intercom. He says, Rob, he, can you come back here for a minute? I got to talk to you before you leave out. And I was like, oh, snap. And I go back there. I sit down. I don't say a word. He said, hey, man, remember last year you told me that you were going to be on your way out? You know, he said, well, I found somebody who's perfect to take your position. He's trained. He's certified. He's been doing this for eight years. Um, he came on my desk and I want to know where are you at? And that was confirmation for me. I was like, bring him in. It's time. You know what I'm saying? Wow. It really. Yeah, it, it kind of it worked out. And I knew that I hadn't left. Now, if I would have went on my feelings, uh, I would have totally left too early. I would have been like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do this. And I would have felt flat on my face. Um, and if I wouldn't have listened to that, if, if he would have asked me, hey, what do you want to do? If I would have been like, look, I think I need some more time. We got bills. We got a lot of stuff going on. And I would have stretched it out. I would have left too late. You know, and it was it was right on time. It was just the way God did it. And um, when I called my wife, I said, look, this is what happened. She said, yeah, that's God you know, the timing and everything. So, um, it didn't make it any less scary though, like for sure. Cause I was taking that safety net of that check every two weeks. And I was saying, you know what, I'm totally relying on you, God, you have to see, you promised me, I, 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 this is all I got, you know? So yeah, the land, the water to the land, the boat to the, without drowning, that's, that's, that's phenomenal. Cause it's, it's not, it's scary. A lot of people don't do it, man. I, I think a lot of us don't do it out of fear of drowning. And, right. You know, we can't. What was it? Uh, you know, he stepped out of the boat and he yeah. took his eyes off Jesus and started drowning. And you know, if you start relying on yourself, you're going to drown. But you got to keep your eyes, you know, on the Lord. You'll you walk on His word, on the truth, on the promise. So it's what I'm doing, man. So far, everything's been straight. Food. Is on the table. Bills are paid. You know, I mean, it's just everything's been provided for. Gotcha, gotcha. So I want to talk crazy. about. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I want to talk a little bit yeah. about the um, what you do now to kind of help replace your regular income. Sure, sure. And uh, and kind of how you got into it. Yeah. So as far as like, uh, okay, so. Um, Along with the ministry and, and doing shows and ministry opportunities, speaking engagements, things like that, you know, um, I make jingles and commercials for companies. And the way I got into that was a few years ago, I made one for a trike company, a three-wheel trike company with a motor. And I made them a jingle. Well, they wanted a song and they were a Christian company. And they said, they asked the videographer, hey, how much would it cost for Lecrae to make us a song? <laughs> And uh, the videographer was like, you know, bro, you don't need that, man. I, I got a homie like he can totally make this. And it was a fun project. I did it. I didn't even really get paid for it. I just did it because I thought it was a fun project, you right. know, to make a song like that. And within three weeks, I had over five million views. So it went viral. And I was like, 
man, I could, I could actually do this. Like one gift that God gave me was writing music. Like I could literally write about a pile of snow and make it interesting. You know, it's so fun to just write music. And I was, um, so I started to, uh, actually I, the next one I made was for Pestex was for the company that I had worked for. And I called it no bugs in my crib. Just it's like inside like man people are gonna think i'm so whack like they're gonna i'm gonna lose like credibility you know like people are gonna think i'm just such a dunce like or just just making this music and uh but what i learned was like i i had like one time i had jared sanders come up to me at a show and he was like bro that no bugs in my crib that, <laughs> that joint you know like i was like are you kidding me like i thought he was gonna talk about the album you you know but obviously there was something to it where it was fun. Like it was, it was cool, you know? And so I started making commercials. I made one for them. And then I said, you know what? I could do this and make a living. Like it makes some money at doing it. And I started to use my sales experience and I started to basically hit up companies, um, business owners, CEOs started to sit down with them and set up meetings and say, look, this is what I can do for you. Like business owners are so out, a lot are so outdated nowadays. You know, they don't, they, they put their business in a magazine or they put them in mailers. And the first thing I do is throw it in the trash when it comes in the mail. And I'm telling them, I'm like, man, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, the internet, that's the fastest way. And people are visual learners and visual people. You know, they need videos, they need songs. And, and uh, I said, this is what I can do for you. I'm young. I can, I can make music. I can make a video, a vision. And they like it, especially older uh, business owners. They like that idea. And that's, it's worked, you know? So I've made, when I left Pestex doing ministry, I also made, I've made uh, three, I've made three commercials so far since I've left, February, March, April, May. So I'm, I'm, I wanted to get one a month, you know, with one commercial, I can tell you, you know, I, I make probably about what I made at a month at a regular job. Okay. With commercial. So I was like, man, if I could do one commercial a month, I could compensate what I made at a regular job on top of what I do with ministry and stuff like that. And I don't have to work eight to five every day under a house, you know, going hard. Like I literally write a song in a few hours and, and they put it on TV and radio and just let it be. And it's a lot different. And I'm a stay at home dad, you know, so you got the commercials, the ministry, and then I'm stay at home dad with the, with the kids, you know, cause my wife, she wanted to go back and do some teaching. She hadn't taught in five years or seven years since I was working. And she had went to school for it. She went back to teaching. So it's been, man, it's been a crazy transition. You know, <laughs> that's for sure. Right. So. so whenever you do the the commercials and you said that you, you're able to use your sales experience. So mm-hmm. do you just cold call businesses? Yeah, I, I, I said I sat down and I was like, man, how am I going to, you know, how am I going to get their attention? And I was like, you know what? First, I'm going to do emails. I'm going to, you know, send a bunch of emails out. And that wasn't really bringing back like what I thought it would so i was like okay i need to talk to an owner i need to i need to physically talk to somebody so i was cold calling i was like look and i wasn't dude people didn't know me from adam you know like i had no business name like i wasn't associated with a company it was just me and i was out here trying to grind and uh so i was trying to set up meetings and i would even walk in you know i would go into businesses and i would say hey is the owner here i need 10 minutes give me 10 minutes i'll sit down with him i just love to talk to him you know and um it takes it takes some courage, you know, to do that, to right. just walk, do that kind of stuff. You know, I know some people won't do it. I was talking to one of my homies in Charlotte. He said, man, I'd love to do that. But, dude, I cannot. I have too much anxiety. I can't call it and walk in and do that stuff. So I was that is open doors, being able to just go after it, because it's easy to just not do it. You know, it's a lot harder to do it. And, and that's how I've been able to get in front of some some owners, some business owners. Right. So, now, do you. Are you wanting to do it just for like Christian based companies, companies mm-hmm. with Christian owners, or are you open to do it just for kind of any company? It's a good question. I mean, I kind of had some conviction about it. I was like, you know, how is this furthering the gospel? Right. So I, I was doing the commercials. Like, how is it for every company that I've done it for so far has been a Christian owned company. So that's just the way it's worked out. I haven't planned it. Um, the values, the integrity, um, Every company I've done for has been Christian owned. And maybe that's the Lord saying, I got you. You know, I am going to do this in a way that that kind of you feel good about it. Um, I even talked to one of my pastor friends. He moved to Alaska. But I was like, man, how 
like I feel convicted. Like this isn't like my ministry music I'm doing. But obviously, you know, you know, there's nothing crazy in the commercials. They're just about a business. They're about, you know, fun and, and what the business does. But he said, you know, the way you he said, the way you can um, shine a light, he said, is how is the honesty that you bring to these home. I mean, these business owners, he said, um, you know, doing fair business. He said, shining a light, because when I get in there, they're going to know I'm a Christian. Like it comes out, you know, I talk right. about my family. I talk about my ministry because they ask me, hey, you know, how are you? You know, I'm, I talk about being a Christian, so I'm not ashamed of it. So so that I think that in itself is a, is a good light, too. So it works out. Everyone that I've done so far has been Christian owned. Um, That's cool, yeah. though, because it's good to know that Christian companies are willing to help another Christian company. Yeah. 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 I believe. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So it's been, it's been good. It's Question, been good. Would you be willing to give a Christian company a discount above another company? <laughs> I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. Right. I'm right. completely kidding. Nah, like, uh, the reason why I ask that is because I do feel like a lot of times Christians will ask Christians for a discount. Yeah. Because yeah. they're Christian. Sure. I haven't ran into that yet. Um, but that's most good. Yeah, most everybody that's worked, they they valued what I do. So, you know, no matter Christian or not, they valued it. So it's been good. Gotcha. So. Has has anybody told you like your price was too out of range or sorry, out of range? Yeah, I mean I've heard I mean I've you know, like in business, I mean, you're gonna hear no a lot. <laughs> you know, and you can either let it break you down or you can keep going. I've heard no so much I'm numb to it. You know, I mean people right. who say they said, Look, I'm I'm either not interested, you know, or or wow, that's just way out of our range. Or people that tried to really low, low the lower the price. You know, I can do it for this, and I'm like, man, I can't even touch it for that. You know, so so there's been a lot of debate, but th- I think, and I'll be honest with you, like when I've kind of just, and this is a biggie, and I haven't mentioned this yet, but you know, like I said, I've kind of went after it, emails and reaching out to businesses and kind of going after it every day and grinding. I've had more success with just seeking the Lord, um, getting up, praying every day, reading my word, sermons, and just being, being like, you know, strengthening my relationship. Stuff has just kind of came in. And I know that I don't want that to sound cliche, cause, but it's true. Like, I think first it came, like, it's been simple. But when I was out there, when I was like going, 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 I was like exhausting myself and I was getting frustrated. And I was like, man, I just need to go back and get a regular job. Like, you know, like, uh, I can't do that. But anyway, but as I seek the Lord, like every day and I started to learn, it was more about that than anything else. He just kind of provided, I mean, just kind of brought it in. Cool. So, and I, th- I think another part of that too is I think when we are seeking the kingdom, we are seeking yeah. the Lord, we have a better peace. Yeah. And so going we into can, a business, having that yeah. peace across you is a lot yeah. better and it, it looks better than walking in with a feeling of, Oh my goodness! I have to get this, or I'm like, you right. know, what I'm saying, you look thirsty, you know, yeah. and you know, and uh, and and the same thing with business. I know a lot of business owners that have heart problems, you know, because mm. they stress yeah. so much about making ends meet. And when you're seeking the Lord every day, you're resting in that. And you're not resting in how how, how everything else is going to happen, you know. So um, stress levels going down, anxiety's gone down, you know. So yeah, it's, it makes a big difference. That's a good point. Now, I wanted to ask you a little more on the financial, if you don't mind jumping into it. But you no, I'm s- good. You said that one commercial would match what you bring in with the, the Pestex company? Yeah. So is that profit after you pay for everything? What are your costs in doing a commercial for a company? Sure. And I'm definitely comfortable with doing this because if somebody else is out there and, and they're look, looking into going like – a lot of these questions are going to be asked, you know, and I want to be as transparent as possible. So, um, like at my, uh, with a commercial, I usually, um, a lot, I've done a lot of local companies, but I've usually kind of stayed around 2,500 bucks with a commercial. Okay. And in that, um, I've been able to, I give my videographer, um, I have a videographer that works with me and he's, uh, he's strictly, he shot, I'm rare. I have a music video. I'm rare. Right. He shot that, but he he mainly does the commercials, and I usually pay him between three and five hundred dollars, you know, um, to do the the commercial. And then I have different producers that I work with, and who I just I say, hey man, this is kind of the vision. 
um, this kind of thing. And I usually pay them between, you know, probably around 200 bucks, you know, 200 bucks, 250 bucks, whatever, to kind of make the beat. So my expenses, I would say, are probably seven, um, a maximum of $750 because I also pay for studio time, but I get a very good deal on studio time. Uh, a minimum of probably 400, a maximum of 750. So I, I bring, I bring home anywhere between 1750 and $2,000 for one commercial, one commercial, you know what I'm saying? So, right. and it takes me, I mean, it really depends. I mean, I, the last one I wrote, I wrote in a couple of hours, you know, and then recorded it and they loved it. So, you know, you do the, do the math. So, um, but it's, it's compensated. Well, that's good, man. I, I love that you're obviously breaking it down because, you know, anybody else who might want to contact you for lower prices. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> right, I'm right, kidding. right, nah. right. But, um, but that's good though. Cause I think when you're thinking about an average marketing campaign, people pay so much money to go on a, um, a phone book and yeah, 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 yeah. who looks at a phone book anymore. So true. So true. I told my, uh, when I sat down with the owner of Hestex, um, I said he said uh, he said he spends at least fifty thousand dollars a year on advertising. Right. And uh, I was like, man, pay me that, and I'll I'll do it. You know, I'll make you songs all year. Um, but that kind of looking at that stuff, like twenty five hundred bucks, is really affordable yeah. for businesses. Like, what very, you know what I'm saying? It might not be as affordable for a startup. Yeah. Um, but, but for one that's established, they're looking at that, like, man, that's a, that's a deal like for what we're getting. So, um, yeah, it costs money to market and to advertise. And, you know, my, my thing is, you know, why waste your money on, you know, different stuff like the yellow pages and the phone book and, yeah. and, and magazine. And man, I don't, my, my generation, bro, we don't read it. We just don't. We really so, don't. I get them in the, in the mail and I use them to yeah. help start like a campfire. Yeah, 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 yeah. I use them uh, to. We don't really have a dustpan, so I use it to sweep up the kitchen. Yeah. You know, when I get when I get the cardboard ones. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm telling you, it, I just don't understand it. But I would also say the other good thing about businesses doing something like this is not only is it cheaper to do the music, but when you advertise like on Facebook, it's like dirt cheap. Dude, it's so affordable. It's so affordable to advertise on Facebook. And so that's so another. Yeah, that's you know? another good factor in doing something like this as opposed to just doing regular print or billboard or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I tell them, I say, look, I'm going to give you something really catchy that's going to get stuck in somebody's head. We're going to make a video that's very professional. You spend spend two or $300, you know, in the first couple of weeks and put it on Facebook. Boost it to your demographics and watch what happens, you know. And they start seeing all the views and all the comments and all the engagement. And they're like, wow, like this is where people are like. I heard a statistic the other day. They said uh, um, a person that works an eight to five actually uh, spends two hours of their their eight hour day on Facebook and on social media and on um, different stuff. And I would agree with that. You know, I would totally agree. With that. And so that means that during the day, everybody is pretty much look, going through their news feed. They're looking at stuff. They're looking at interesting stuff. I mean, it's all of us. So that's where it's at. That's where I've seen it be at. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, the statistics for people that spend time on social media, and especially with the you know the older demographic that are scrolling their feeds slower, and they're yeah. looking at yeah. everything. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's much easier and to hit that demographic. Yeah, that's been a uh, and you know, and that's been a, a, a that hasn't been a struggle, but that's also been something where you know I don't think anybody can just come in and make commercials because you think these business owners they have. Some some of them have really older demographics. They have they have customers that they've had for thirty years, yeah. and they're very traditional. And you can't come out here with like a crazy rap song, you know? They're gonna they might lose business. So you have to be able to reach my age. I'm 27, so you have to kind of reach, you know, that age group, but also reach a 60 year old who's been with them for years and not not you know drive them away. So I think about that every time I do a commercial. A lot of times. Like this, this, this latest one, I'm doing one right now. And uh, he said, man, no bugs in my crib. That might be even a little too much. So I'm having to tone it back to like oldies, like the Drifters and, and, and Frankie, <laughs> Va you know, like Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons and like singing high, you know, soprano. And sing so I have to like do that kind of stuff to try to 
it's interesting. It's very interesting. I can tell you that much. It's fun. It's very interesting though. I'm glad you mentioned that. So obviously different companies have different target for who they're marketing to. Mm -hmm. And so do you just, so do you ask them for all the information they have on their demographic that they're marketing to? That's the biggest thing. I sit down, he says, okay, how does this work? That's what they say. Their first question, how does all this work? And I say, uh, I say, number one, I need to learn as much as I can about your company. You know, so if that's on your website, I need that website. I need to be going through. So I'm learning as much as I can what they offer. I also say, you know, what uh, sometimes businesses, they have promotions each year. They're like, man, we're starting this up and we really want this to stand out this year. So I'll kind of hit on that in the song. But the demographic is huge because if you hit the wrong demographic, you're not going to get any business, you know. So I've had some companies that say, man, we, you know, like the buy here, pay here. You know, they're like, man, our customers are, you know, inner city, paycheck to paycheck, just family, straight, you know, and uh, we do like the the hip hop and we do like the, you know, one or two jams, which is like the big station up here and stuff type stuff. So you're cool. So I made like a trap song commercial, you know, to fit that demographic. And it was very fun and very light, you know, but then also others the demographic is very different and i have to tone it back and i have to say man i got a whoa you know i got a nat king cole or something and and switch it up so that that has a lot to do with making the song i have to know all that stuff when i'm making the song though i I think about all of it so have you got to a point where anybody has asked you can you not do rap and do like a different genre of music well i not not quite yet this last one said that uh and i'm willing to do that like i can man i just i have all confidence in being able to do any style in the studio like if i wanted to i could do like a country thing if i wanted to i could i feel like and i'm not saying that as like i'm just i feel confident in that that i could do that so if anybody comes to me and says hey you know our demographic is race car the racetrack down the the road you know down home people you know then i need to i need to switch it up so the, the, the most I've had lately is people just say, look, I trust your instincts. Everything that I've seen so far is just phenomenal. So I've kind of just trusted my gut. You know, I kind of have the can I have I'm such a perfectionist when I'm making the song anyway. I don't think I'll let it go too far, you know, to where it would be off the demographic. Right. So I'm sure when it's all said and done, I'm probably going to go all over the spectrum <laughs> making different styles. I, I guarantee it, man. I mean, it's just gonna be crazy. I think that's kind of switching up. And I'll be honest with you. I think that's. That's kind of with my other music that I do, the Christian hip hop side. I think it's kind of switching up my style a lot because I'm I'm doing so many different styles on the commercial side that I'm totally paving a lane that nobody wants to like nobody goes in in, in the Christian hip hop. Like it's just like man, I could I could totally throw some country twang in it, you know. But then also come back and do like some like I said, some like Frankie Valley and people are like, who's that? I'm like, listen, you know, Sherry, you know, and it just whatever. <laughs> Whatever I think is going to work and sound really cool, it's kind of transitioned. It's kind of helped that. Gotcha. Yeah. So speaking of marketing, continuing that path, how do you really market yourself and let companies know? Is there anything you do other than cold calling? Uh, I've done. I mean, I can't. I can't expect businesses to, you know, I can't tell them, hey, uh, social media and stuff is the way to go, and then I don't do it myself. You know. So I've done some some boosting and some social media, but the most um, the biggest promote the biggest thing that I've had is basically just being personal. Is just is is talking to people, is being confident in what I have and what I'm offering. That's been the best thing. If I can get somebody on in front of somebody, right? I feel like I can close the deal, you know. Yeah, and um, I think that's good because I don't want people, especially this in this generation in general to feel like automation is always the way to go. Mm-hmm, sure. Because it's like you put something out there, you boost a post, you boost a song, and then you just assume that everybody is going to just come running to you. It's a, yeah, yeah. And, kind of uh, mis- right, like I've seen a lot of videos of, of some CHH artists who boost songs. And I like the song, mm-hmm. but that's pretty much it. I like the song. Right, right. I don't contact them and say, hey, I think you'd be cool to come to this show. And that may work for some people. But really, that one-on-one contact with, with folks is, um, I feel like, is one thing that I don't want, you know, the millennial generation or anybody above 
below or whatever, uh, before or after it. There we go. That's I, a great point. I don't want them to miss out on that that one on one because talking with somebody, explaining what you're doing. And another thing too is if they just see your no bugs in my crib or the buy here, pay here, mm -hmm. they may think that's all that you can do. I know. That's true. That's and so true. being able to really break it down for them and let them understand I could do so much more than that is is very important. Yeah, I mean you look at it for years and years, you know, I mean the internet I mean, what happened before the internet? How do people get business deals done? How do people get relationships? Is they they talk to people, they're face to face. And I'm very, you know, in that sense, I'm very traditional. Like me, I probably need to be more um, social media minded and stuff like that. But I've, I kind of grew up with my grandparents. My grandfather, he was very traditional. And he was just like, hey, you know, you shake, you shake a man's hand, you look him in the eyes. And that's kind of how you do it, you know. And that's kind of what I, that's just kind of who I am. It's kind of how I'm built, you know. So I do that more with with the business and with the ministry and with you know speaking with people than than rather than doing automation right don't get me wrong i don't i do some automation i do boost some music stuff, yeah, yeah but yeah yeah for sure well it's so definitely that's, i'd say the boosting is it is a requirement in, in today's day and age sure because absolutely. you can't go to the business owner and say this is what i do and then not be able to find it easily right right and so you don't want them to have to go digging for your work yeah yeah, I've been able to switch it up on the website too, you know, and that's a big thing, man, is 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 kind of keeping the ministry, music and that side kind of separated from the commercial side, you know, like I don't want people to like I've had people who are big fans of my music and they're like, bro, that commercial, <laughs> you know, like it was cool. It was a little weird. I wasn't expecting, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, man, you know, I knew that was going to happen, but I right. got to pretty much expect that. But I've actually had people who have seen the commercials and who have said, man, I had a testimony, a guy, I did a song called Approved for a hometown auto. It was a car dealership. And the owner said that he had his, uh, he had a good friend of his that was going through, his wife was going through cancer. They were having problems with their, they had a baby on the way. And he said that he watched the commercial, went to my music, and he said my music was really one of the only things that was getting him through the tough time, was listening to the songs over and over. So I was like, what do you do? You know, it was kind of a catalyst to bring people to the gospel and bring people to some hope and encouragement. So I think it's both ways. I'm still trying to find the balance. I think, I think I'm doing all right though, you know, kind of right now. So. Yeah. I think I, I love that you're talking about that separation because I can imagine when your, your website now are both is your, is your regular music and your commercial business. Do you have that both on one site? Yeah. And see, that's that's a big transition, too, man. I'm I'm like, man, I'm still struggling because I have. Yeah, both of them are on one site um, there. Most of my my site is my ministry music is, is my is my Christian hip hop is my is that stuff. And then I have a page on my website called promotions and you hit the promotions and that brings up all the video, the videos that I've done, the commercials, the businesses, the kind of how that works. I'm thinking about kind of splitting it up or doing two different websites, you know, for the simple fact of really separating it. Um, but it's tough because I, I use the name rare of breed for both things, you right. know, like my music name. So I use it for both entities or both businesses. And because rare of breed, it's, it's like you put rare of breed in, it has a great SEO. It has, it's very strong. It has, it's just cause I've, I've done so much and it's translated so much that I'm like, man, why would I not use it? Like, you know, so, yeah. Right. So going back to the ministry aspect of what you still do, mm -hmm. has there been any difference in that since you've went full time? Like I know you've added on the, you know, are you focusing more on commercials to mm -hmm. kind of substitute that income? Has right, anything right. in the ministry changed since you've went full time? I'm, I'm booking many more shows. Um, do I have more opportunities? As far as ministry goes, um, my my big focus is not commercials, because once I get one commercial, I feel like I'm pretty much like if I wanted to stay on on topic, if I got one commercial, I'm pretty much straight for the month. So I could use the other 28 days, you know, and just focus on ministry, you know, and that's kind of how I look at it. That's my biggest focus is, is the ministry. And the big thing that's changed is when I worked at eight to five, when pastors said, hey, man, let's get lunch. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't. It was, and that was a real struggle for me because I wanted to build with people in my community and, and build with churches, but I couldn't. 
And now when people say, hey, let's have lunch, I'm like, what day, you know, what time? And so that's different. I can build relationships. I have more opportunities to uh, to serve. You know, if I want to go do something, if I want to go during the day and uh, and serve somewhere or do some community outreach, I can do that. And um, like I said, man, um, the summer's really heating up. You know, we have quite a few shows coming up. So that's been everything's kind of been hitting on all cylinders. But I know what it feels like to be in a drought, too, where no ministries coming in, like no opportunities to minister as far as like scheduled shows. And then also you can't even buy a commercial, you know, right? how that feels, too. So but I, but it's it's all in faith, man, you know. So whenever you're, you know, you're talking about these droughts, I think yeah. anybody who is self-employed, who's an entrepreneur for any period of time, understand this drought. Yeah. And so how do you manage that financially on a personal level? Do you have like a rainy day fund? If you don't mind me asking, I just want people to kind of understand that, that real struggle that may be occurring in, 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 in your life. Yeah, I cry real hard. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I get out. If you haven't heard the song off of me, the latest music video and song I did, that's how I feel uh, when, I go, when I go through a drought. Um, no, but luckily, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we try to, we do our best to try to put some money back. Um, we could do better. Um, also, like I said, my wife, she does some substituting. It's optional as far as teaching. She She went to school for it. So that's something that obviously she loves to do. But I told her, I said, you know, I don't want you having a having to go to work five days a week. You know, if you want to go teach, go teach. Um, so, but she got she got a, a teaching position um, at my daughter's school to teach uh, more than I wanted her to, and yeah, that's kind of helped too. I can't lie, you know that that helped during the drought. But you know, when I came out of it, it was like I don't know, you know. So there is that there is a little bit of a little bit of safety. And what my wife has been able to do, because she has a degree and she's been able to teach and stuff. But I told her, I said, this is not, I don't even want you to work. You know, I want right. to do this with with this. Um, but, you know, her being able to get out of the house and do that has kind of, uh, believe me, for seven years, she stayed home and watched the kids, you know, you know, and and she wanted to get out. <laughs> so I can't blame her. Um, but yeah, man, just, just trying to, uh, she's a lot better with, and this is terrible, she's a lot better at finances than I am. Like <laughs> I, I was listening to my pastor Sunday and he was, he's speaking on the 10 commandments and, and the one on Sunday was uh do not steal, right? Thou shalt not steal. And he was talking about finances and he said, usually God, he puts together two people, one that's probably really good with money and finances and one that's not, right. <laughs> you know, to kind of build. And I was like, and she just kind of patted me on the back, you know, cause I'm the <laughs> kind of dude that, you know, I'm like, yo, we got money, like time to get some new J's, you know, it's just terrible, you know, but, um, but she's been really good at that. She's, she's a good money manager, you know? So when I do make the money or something, she's able to manage it a little bit better than I can. <laughs> gotcha. I'll just say my wife, she's so good at saving money and yeah. like she yeah. saves so much money. I feel so bad if I spend it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel you. And yeah. So I think doing anything. It's yeah. just crazy. So just to keep it real, keep it honest, have you ever felt like, cause you said she went back to work because she wants to go to work. Mm -hmm, right. Have you ever felt like, you know, like felt a, a tension of, you know, is it because she feels like we need the money because I'm not, you know, cause I think for some people, especially guys, um, I don't know. I mean, there's probably some women who still have that feeling, but I think us as guys, we have that feeling of, you know, I, if I don't replace that income and keep the same amount of income that I'm failing as a husband provider, has that encountered at all? Sure. I mean, I think naturally as a man, you feel like you, you're the man you have to provide. You know, I right. think that's how we should feel. And I've there's been plenty of times where I'm like, you know, um, you know, every time I'm making it, I'm like, look. You know, this is what's going on. I'm making it happen. You know, we're, we're making it happen. And it's been big for me, you know. So when, you know, if we've gotten a couple weeks where I didn't get a commercial or a month where I didn't get a commercial, or I didn't, you know, I didn't have a lot of shows and stuff. And and hers is kind of brought in, you know, I've I kind of did feel that way. You know, I can't lie. You know, as a man trying to I want to be able to do everything, <laughs> you know, and I think. <laughs> 
but I, I think is, but I also think, man, is, you know, the Lord, you know, he didn't bring me in this to, to have me feel that way. You know, I think I already, I already know how I am as a person. I already know I want to get it for my family and that's what I do every day. But man, you know, I think that's why, you know, we're a unit is because we can't do it all the time. We can't do everything. And, you know, not just financially, but emotionally and spiritually, you know, so um, there is that vulnerability. I've had quite a few people that they're like, so what do you do? That's the number one thing somebody asks you when you first meet them, right? They say, hey, what's your name and what do you do? And it was always easy when I worked at eight to five. I was like, this is what I do. But when somebody's like, hey, what do you do now? I'm like, well, I'm a full-time artist, um, songwriter, and, you know, um, rapper. I mean, I just, it's like, what do you say, you know? And then their next question is basically, I don't mean to, to pry, or I don't mean to get too, too in-depth, you know? Uh, and I'm like, you want to know how I make a living, you know, next. And and you're like, so you have to explain to them, like, this is, this is it, because it's not conventional. It's not regular everyday you know nine to five check thing um it's different i'm still kind of learning but anyway i've been able to do it and i'm still kind of learning the taxes i'm still kind of learning the tax id and kind of how i do it differently because it was easy to just do a w-2 or 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 whatever you know pick fill out my form and do my taxes at the end of the year this is quite different because i'm not i'm not very organized so i'm like trying to keep up with like my different finances now and my wife's helping me so man it's a it's a it's a new it's a new thing. So with all of that, do you have to keep track of receipts that you pay your videographer and producer and all that? Yeah, I'm having to. Yeah. Because, you know, I think, I think at a point, right, like in a business, you know, if you, if you only pay like up to 600 bucks, is that what it is? Then you don't claim it or something Right. Well, more than that. So I'm like, okay, I have to really record this stuff now. And they understand that, you know, but it's, it's quite different. And, um, you know, having to, um, just use different programs and, 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 and try to keep track of everything. It's very important, you know, and the, believe me, these businesses are going to write it all. Yeah. You bet, you better believe it, you know? So these big, so I have to, I have to stay in control of that. So from day one, you knew that you were going to have to go into this and keep track of all this. Cause I think some people would think, okay, I just won't really worry about claiming it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I know when it comes to like, if you try to get a mortgage or a loan or anything like that, you're trying to prove your income and all of that stuff. So was there anything other than that, that, that kind of made you feel like, okay, I really need to make sure I'm doing this the legit way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that was more of it. Cause I think, uh, we had talked about moving, um, to kind of where I grew up and I'm like, how are we going to get a house? Like when they ask for proof of income, you know, I'm like, I'm basically, you know, um, government wise, I'm making, you know, nothing as far as like <laughs> them taking stuff out, you know, but I know I'm making something. And I was like, man, I got to figure this out. Like, you know, and I'm still learning, like it's still a, a transition, man. Cause it's so much easier to just let somebody else do it. Right. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I've kind of, kind of realized that and I'm, I'm getting better at it. It's trying to keep track of the finances. Gotcha. Well, I'm glad you shared that, man, because I think that's part of the part of the reason why I wanted to get you this early on. Yeah, yeah. Because even though you've been doing it for what four months, full time, four months. Yeah, yeah. It, it's so fresh, and I think so many artists. I know other artist, um, Rashad King. He just went kind of full time. Okay, cool. And yeah. so, um, and so there's so many people out there. This your life transition right now will be able to help them and benefit them. Yeah. Yeah. And That's so for sure. I definitely appreciate you taking the time and sharing this and being honest and, uh, and sharing your struggles and all that stuff, man. Cause I know a lot of people are going through the same thing and they probably have that doubt. Sure. And so, um, if anybody going through that, I know it's hard. I don't, I don't really don't like for, generalized advice or anything but if you had one piece of advice or, or probably the biggest lesson that you've learned up to this point what would that really be for anybody who's thinking about going from a part-time situation to a full-time situation yeah i would just say um don't go based on your own feelings go based on um yeah obviously i don't know if you do you always do you do christian owners or also people who aren't believers 
it's, or is this strictly a Christian podcast? You know, so I'm trying to say it. My my thing is like I've learned that you know I can't I can't rely on myself because it's because like you'll end up leaving too early. You'll go on your feelings, and you have to just completely rely on God. Somebody said, um, "What you do behind closed doors is much more important what you're going to do on that stage or what you're going to do out in the public." So I had to seriously look at myself and. You know, my prayer closet had to be stronger and my and my and my getting in my word had to be stronger and resting in the Lord had to be a lot stronger and, and listening for him. You know, we say we don't hear the voice of the Lord, but I just don't think we're, we're talking. We're, I don't think we're we're listening. I think we're, we're we only hear what we want to hear. and We're not we're not listening to what he wants to tell us, you know, and right. some just you're going to you want me to be, be honest young people don't want to wait anymore. Everybody, nobody has, we don't have patience. You know? <laughs> You're right. People think it's going to happen tomorrow and it's just not. And you take care of your priorities first. And eventually if your heart's in the right place, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. And that's completely honest. And I had to do it for seven years and I wanted to leave every day, <laughs> but it took time and eventually it happened. And if your heart's in the right place, it's going to happen. I guarantee it, but it's going to take time. Right. That's awesome, up. man. That's awesome. Well, folks, again, oh, before we like before we let you go, where can people go find you at? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I got obviously a website, so uh, uh www.rareofbreed.com. Don't forget the of, rare of breed, and um you can put rare of breed in Google and everything, you'll find them or YouTube and find everything that I've done. And yeah, just check me out. You know, you can check the music, you can check even some of the commercials that I've done. That's awesome, uh, it's the easiest way to. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Rob, aka Rare Upbreed. And I'll be honest, I this is the first time I thought about Rare Upbreed and Rob. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. happens. It happens. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Explain it. Uh, nah, Jason, you asked some really good questions, though, man. You're really, uh, I appreciate your questions. Like they're really, they're really good, you know, really good questions. So well, I appreciate it, man. I'm trying to get better every day with every interview. And uh, so. yeah, better you than me, man. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do that. <laughs> it's tough enough doing it on the other side, like coming up with answers, you know, like, so for you to be able to fire it off, you're really good. One so. of the coolest things that I like doing is I like interviewing people who typically do the interviewing. Wow. That's fun. That's fun. Yeah. Whenever I interviewed uh, Ryan, DJ Jeremiah, Sean Santa from Track Stars, that was awesome because it's like I, I turned the table on them. And so I, 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 just, I just love doing it, man. I love interviewing people, getting to know people, hearing other yeah. stories. And I hate whenever I'm listening to an interview and I have a question and I can't ask it. That's one yeah, of the things sure. I hate the most. I bet you guys are going back and forth like pretty uh... – just it was just like fluent right you guys are really good at you know being able to you know i don't know that's that's difficult man that's a gift <laughs> that's <laughs> for sure well, i appreciate it man well ladies and gentlemen again this rare of breed make sure you check them out at rareofbreed.com and uh just yeah google them google them google so, all right Thank man, you, man. Well, i appreciate you being on the line and uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with another interview. All right. Peace out, family. All righty. That was the interview with Rare of Breed, uh, Mr. Rob Harden. And if you haven't checked this music out, go check it out. And also check out his commercials. You can find them on YouTube. And uh, probably the, the one I think was the most interesting because the video and everything was uh, No Bugs in My Crib. So make sure you go check him out on everything he's got going on, rareofbreed.com. Rob, thanks again for being on the show. I appreciate you and appreciate what you do. So, uh, so yeah, and I thank you for listening to another interview here on the show. Now, just FYI, I'm still looking for people to interview on my show. Uh, there's an endless number of people out there who are Christians, who have their own businesses, who are entrepreneurs, whether they run a specific type of ministry or anything in that realm. If you know of anybody who might be a good fit for the show, please let me know. You can hit me up on Twitter at JasonBordo1. You can hit me up on Facebook. You can hit me up on Instagram. Or you can just go to the website businesswithbordo.com and then go to the contact link there. And, uh, and yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing who y'all put me in touch with because, you know, I love hearing stories about people getting started. Um, 
the successes, the struggles, you know, even some people have failures and all of those are important things for us to learn from. And so I appreciate everybody who shares their story with us. And I hope that it's helpful to you because that's the whole entire purpose of this show. And so anyway, before we go, I do want to again, thank Mr. Aaron Simpkins over at truestrengthapparel.com. Please make sure you go check out his clothing line and everything that he's got going on. They do have a women's section as well. And so if you want to find your ladies something or ladies, if you want to find yourself something, you can also go check out the, the ladies apparel that he has, as well as the, uh, the wide variety of the men clothes as well. And Mr. WordPress Stan, I thank you for supporting the show as well. Uh, if you want to show him your appreciation and you want to get some help with your WordPress stuff, visit WPStan.com. And he can give you a hand and help you out there. And so anyway, um, one thing I don't really push a whole lot on the show is Solomon's Porch Podcast. If you would, please go check it out. I'd love to know what you think about it. Uh, it's not a business show. It's more of a Christian lifestyle show. But we have some music over there. We talk about current news. We have a lot of top list. Top list, not topless. Please don't get that confused. Um as well as we also cover some really good Bible uh, topics and stuff. So, yeah, if you want to check that out, solomonsporchpodcast.com, or you can just look up the podcast on uh, in whatever you listen to your podcast on. And uh, also check out trackstars.com. Shout out to Trackstars. They're the ones that helped me got this show started. And uh, if you listen to the show, you probably do know about Trackstars. But if you don't, go check them out. They also have an awesome podcast that... Uh, is really, really fantastic. And uh, to me, I feel like it's one of a kind. So anyway, yeah, um, that's pretty much it this week. I do want to thank you for listening to the show for another week. And uh, if you haven't left a review, I would love if you went to iTunes to leave a review for the show or just hit me up and let me know what you think. That way I know what kind of track I'm on. I know what kind of path I'm on and if it's helpful for you. So anyway, again, Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Thanks, and God bless.